Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. I really think this is going to be a fun podcast today because Rob Sanders of Fox Sports Radio, 1400 AM WCOS, and Greg Hood, which this podcast is named after. Mazda of Columbia, What's Good Under the Hood. I think that y'all are in a great mood. I'm in a really crappy mood today, but y'all's positivity is bleeding off onto me. So by the time the, that we're done, we'll be, be, we'll be negative. Gonna, you'll be positive. <laughs> you will just change. I'm positive you'll be negative. We're, we're going to make you positive by what's the yeah. term? Osmosis? Osmosis. Yeah. It's what's good under the hood. What is good under the hood? Well, the, Greg gover- Rob? the government's sending out all those tests to everybody so you can find out whether you're negative or positive. <laughs> but they're not going to email. They're not going to mail them out until the end of the month. And so anybody who thinks they may be sick today, in two weeks, they're going to be well, right? As their well, tests here's arrive. Here's my question. So right. I know I bought tests at the the uh, drugstore, and they were ten bucks a piece. So if I paid ten bucks, the government paid thirty, and then <laughs> they're sending them out. They're gonna have mail handlers handle them, and then they've got to have all the other things. So they're probably ten thousand dollars each. What a waste of freaking money! And, and I will tell you that Michael is 36 years old, has a mid-level manager. He makes 55000 a year mm. and is looking to better his financial situation. Who is this person you speak of? Well, it's the one on the wall here oh, the in this one studio. On the wall Michael you, lived yeah. in the same house on Meadowood for several years with his wife, Jennifer, and his <laughs> daughter, on. Abby. But here's the best part. Hold on. Wait for it, please. Michael drives a mid-sized sedan, but he's got his eye on a Land Rover. Sir, you make fifty-five grand a year. You are not getting a Land Rover. Look how stern... <laughs> Michael looks. Michael doesn't look like he's ever had a day of fun in his life. He's in absolute misery. That's the face of the listener. And if you're only. Make sure you get the Andy. Take that. Get the face of the listener in there. Oh, the face of the listener. Because that's the important part. And if you're only hearing this and you can't see, watch us on YouTube. Oh, my gosh. Make sure you you should watch this on YouTube. And share and and, uh, and follow the show. They're they're mocking the guy that I'm supposed to be talking to every day on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for that, guys. Do you look forward at that and, and really think about old Michael over there? Yeah, I think. How can I make Michael not go home and kick his dog? And, and get That's a kind of what I go. He does look like one of those people that was. Kicking how dog. can he afford his? Well, he looks like he just kicked the dog. <laughs> oh, actually, I guess he's on his laptop or something. <laughs> anyway, he wants the Land Rover. And Betty, even the world is going on in that state. I think we should change the podcast to WTF. I am blown away. They've got a. What does that mean? Wait, wait. Which which state are we talking about? Sir? California. Okay, cool. I mean, that's all you have to say is. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't know. You no, know, WTF, it's got to be California. Good point. But, I mean, Florida also has some issues, too. I they mean, don't I have could, those, no, they don't have these kind of issues. I don't know, Florida's man. They're wide open. They're great. They're, they're like, I mean, you, I could give you a Florida story every day. Oh, no, they've got some wing nuts there. Okay. I lived in Florida, but or I'm not f- thinking about the government. You lived, in, you lived in two states that I would never live in. You, I respect you for that because I, I would never well, live I in California. Born, I was or born Florida. in California. But, no, they're, they're trying to pass something through mm-hmm. the assembly. And it's uh, Bill AB fourteen hundred, I think, and it is that they are going. To, they want to, you know, they've been talking about this for a long time, but they're really seriously trying to take over the healthcare system. It said ninety percent of the people in California have healthcare. There's ten percent that don't. So the government wants to take it over. You know, the cool part is now my mom can move out here because she won't be on Kaiser anymore because they're going to take it away and make it all. Uh, public, but I am blown away. But here's the, and I don't have the actual statistics, but I'll give it a, a roundabout of what I heard is that if you make, if you're broke and you don't make anything, you're supposed to pay a two percent tax. Well, on what? Well, thank you. That there's my. If you're homeless, you got to pay two percent. Well, that makes sense. But of your income, they're going to check your cup for change uh, uh, when you get back two, to the two percent of your income. shelter. Yeah, yeah, but but here's the thing. So if you make over six hundred thousand dollars a year, I believe the number. 
went up somewhere around between 15 and 18 percent and then over two and a half million or something that it's even higher but if you put that if you're making six hundred thousand dollars a year you're already paying 14.8 percent i think in income tax state income tax plus your federal income tax and now they want to bump it another 15 to 18 percent on top of that and the two dollars a gallon in gas tax they're paying and the nine and a half percent sales tax or wherever the heck they're what they're paying in certain areas I'm like, what in the world are they thinking? And they don't do anything well. So they're just taking over their whole lives. I, I don't even understand what's going I, on there. You Some know, people may be confused when they're tuning in. They may think, God, I found the Fox News channel instead. Well, that, no, not necessarily. That he's talking not, about his mama. There's no, wrong not, with that. But it turned into politics in California, people. Well, because there's only Democrats in the assembly in California. True. It's a supermajority. So yeah. that's. It's going to be, if you're against it, then you're against that uh, political party. Well, I, I tell you what, since you and I are friends, I'm going to come up to, uh, to Mazda of Columbia, and I'm going to, uh, I'm, I may buy a car and run out and go pick up Mama Hood and bring her here to civilization. That Mama would, Hood. That, that, may be, that. that may be what we have to do, sir. That would be good. Well, but I don't live in civilization. I'm in North South Carolina. I, so. I, 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 but North probably has a little bit more intelligence than the state you were speaking of. Slightly. So, yeah. So I, I'll, I'll come you, to Mazda put and, us all together, yes, and buy, buy the car. I'm, I'm probably going to buy that uh, that Toyota pickup truck you've got sitting up there. I'll buy that because i got to tote her stuff back. No, we could make arrangements for that. Don't worry. But well, I'd love either have, way, we'll I'd go get her. I'd love to have my mom living out here. It would be awesome. Yeah. So anyway. So, but she won't leave until she has, you know, because of her <laughs> health care situation. She likes what she has, and that's the other point. She likes what she has. And I remember when Obama was doing Obamacare, he says, you know, if you like your doctor, you're going to get to keep them. Well, no, that wasn't what ended up being. But if that was a selling point at that point, it's probably still the same one. Probably hasn't changed much. If you like your doctor, you probably want to keep them. Yeah. Well, uh, can we pivot for just a second? Sure. Because I have a friend named uh, Richard who uh, is a buddy of mine. And he was talking about our episode. Where we were talking about California has all of the they need like one point two million chargers like right now. And. We uh, we got we start talking a little bit about the electric uh, cars and you know he is uh, someone who is um, uh, leans a little bit to the left and he said you know what even the people that are left leaning look at this like why you're still using coal to power your car natural gas mm -hmm. whatever he said so I don't understand the whole move to an electric car if you're doing it on the on the advice that it's better for the environment, that's actually kind of not true. Well, they haven't dealt with the lithium battery problem. I mean, that's, you start seeing articles popping up now all the time about the disposal. You know, they're worried about what do they do with spent uh, nuclear fuel rods, but they got a bigger problem going on with the volume of batteries that they're going to produce with the, the stuff that I don't even know what all the stuff is that goes in one of those batteries when they have to dispose of them. It's going to be ugly. So, you know, the, the deal, though, is, is that it's government du jour. So we're going to shift away from it another 20 years and we'll be on to something else. And I, I just thought that was interesting because the way he laid it out and, and he's a guy that, you know, he's one of those folks that cares about the environment. And, you know, God bless those people. Not that I not that I don't care, but right. I mean, but he's one of those folks that recycles and does things like that. And he just literally is like, wait, wait I'm going to have to plug in this car and it's going to have to be fueled by essentially fossil fuels and everything else uh and you're, you're making a bigger carbon footprint anyway well, you so start looking why at bother wind, you start looking at wind power and you look like you wanted to say <clears> something. i wanted to say something why it don't they like it looked like it was important so i'm gonna let you why do don't it. they make this is a genius idea maybe no one has hold ever on, thought of this before <laughs> this here comes folks a genius idea andy woods go for it make an entire car out of solar panels 
Therefore, you've got a solar-powered car. Somebody's made that one of those. I mean, an entire car. Make the body, the roof, the side, everything out of solar panels. I'm, I'm telling you, when this first, if you look at some of the colleges, like MIT, they had contests years ago where they would make, um, you know, zero emission fuel or and zero fuel vehicles. They were running complete solar panels on the whole car. Yeah, and they drive as far as they could. Like some of these colleges were competing. Like they get a thousand miles or something out of the car. It was pretty cool, but they didn't look very good. So I was but. listening to Andy's idea and I, I was going to hit him with this. There you go. What a great idea. Except Andy. For, and you know, there are cars out there currently that have solar panels that are on the roof that yeah. run equipment in the car to keep it cool yeah. uh, while you're in shopping at Target. <laughs> You know, when you, with all your anyway, cash. I just I thought I would bring that up because sorry, uh, did I did I flatten you? No, no, I'm good with that. Okay, because thought, somebody's going to eventually do it, and it's going to work, and you're going to they're going to reference this podcast. You know what happens? So when solar panels get dirty, right? Got to clean them. They become ineffective, mm -hmm. and so if you're driving in the snow or the whatever, now you got another problem. Or so if you I, park behind our building, behind our transmission tower, the bird poop will cover it. Then yeah. it'll become non-effective yeah. as well. So there you have it. Yeah. There's always uh, the rule of unintended consequences. Oh, good thought. What, a, what an absolute we, mess. We mentioned here. Anyway, yeah. hey, by the way, speaking of your friends, what about the one you worked out with that we referred to in the last podcast? Did he hear it? I, I haven't talked to him, but I did talk with uh, with with Richard, who listens, and he, and he gave me that, and he goes, not feeling it, man. His exact words were, just not feeling it. And he goes, maybe down the line, they'll come up with something different, and will be innovative on that front. But as of right now, if you're just trying to sell me a uh, an electric vehicle based on the on the idea that it's going to be better for the environment, it's not really. It's not, no. not really. I'm not really feeling no. that. There's that sound that we had. I know. Where I hit the thing. Like, what bad. the hell's going on? No, you're banging around. It's pretty good. We like it. Yeah. All right. All right. So you had a couple of things you wanted to lay on me today. Right. Yeah. Well, actually. You know, can, can we talk about the service department first? Sure. Uh, let, let's get into that because uh, I know that the last time, what was it, two podcasts ago, we were talking about how you uh, are developing, or I say built, developing, but you're building really? a top of the line service department for the all new Mazda of Columbia. And you're, I mean, it's got all the bells and whistles and everything that you guys are putting together, right? It is. It's going to be definitely state of the art. I mean, I bought the good stuff when it came to equipment. <laughs> And, but you asked the question of, you know, why would we, when we were talking earlier, why right. would we bring, have a customer? Yeah, and that's, a car that, that was going to be my question. Why should I bring my car to you to get my car serviced over uh, or in a dealership in general compared to just some guy that's down the road? I think I might know. Can I take a stab at this? Stab. Because they're your, they know your car better than anybody else. They will be there for you not only before, during, but after the sale. You can hold the people at the Mazda joint or wherever you buy your car. You carry it back to get it serviced. Am I close? You're, th that would be a fringe answer, I think. It would be, I'm knocking you down today. It, I told you we get you good and crapped out by I can the end of the show. I, can no, I mean, there's validity in all those things you said, but the really, so let's talk about the car. So understanding that most customers feel that when you take your car to a car dealership, it's going to cost you more money. And you know what the good news is? It does. But it's not because we're shoving $100 bills in our pocket. It's because to get people that are frac factory trained to know your car, what you are doing costs us money. To hire a good, great quality master tech is not the same. We're not paying the same hourly rate for that guy that's working at uh, Jiffy Lube or uh, you know some brake joint or Midas or something. Right. We're paying more money. And, and how do I know? Because I see what those people are getting paid when they come 
and apply for jobs with us. So to get a factory certified technician in any organization, which are really hard to come by right now, um, you're going to pay a lot of money for them. So our hourly labor rate is higher. But what that means for you, though, is that we also have technology that the Jiffy Lube or the Midas or whoever doesn't have. And when we do bring your car in, number one, we're immediately checking for any kind of recall. And we're going to do that because we get paid to fix it. It doesn't cost you any money. And the second thing is, is that we can scan the car. We can reflash it. We can make it run more efficient uh, just through what goes on in those computers that are inside of it. And there's plenty of them. And everybody knows it because what are we waiting on right now? Computer chips. Chips. So, you know, those other they can you put scan tools on a car if it's got a check engine light and they can tell you what's wrong with it. But a lot of times they can't fix it. And so we're and we the last part of it is, is that and I know you can hear advertisements out there on, you know, Toyota's for one. They always say genuine Toyota parts and we do, too. And the reason for that is, is that they're OEM quality. So they're the, the right quality that should be on the car to begin with. I can tell you personally that I've purchased brake parts that were aftermarket from a auto parts store for my own vehicle, put them on, and I wasn't very successful with them. They just didn't work or last very long. And, and the last part of that is, is that then you're covered by a warranty by the manufacturer. So, you know, you're getting something for your money. I mean, you pay for insurance, you, you're going to pay a little bit more for insurance. You pay for having something that's going to last and not only will it last if it fails in that period of time that it is warranted so you can take it back and get it redone. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. And then more importantly, we want to take care of you as our customer. And, and the reason for that is a couple fold. Number one is if you trade your car back into us, we're probably going to give you more money for it. So you're going to get most of your service money back because we can see the complete history on the car. And if I'm purchasing a car and I got a question mark, am I going to pay more for the car? Or am I going to pay less nope. for it? So if I'm paying less for your car, you can service it at Jiffy Lube and you saved your money. But when you come to trade it into me or any other dealer, we can pull it up on a Carfax usually. And we can see not all dealers participate in Carfax, but most do. And we can pull it up on the Carfax and, and we can see the whole history of whether the oil was changed. I am a lot more confident, especially I'm going to give you an example. If I'm uh, going to take a Kia Optima in trade and it's a four-year-old Kia Optima, I'm looking for two <laughs> things. I'm looking for, is the dipstick a different color? Is it orange? And if it's orange, that means that it's been uh, looked at by a Kia dealer because they had a recall on the engines. The engine itself wasn't bad. But what it did have, it had some metal flashing inside the oil passages. And if people didn't change the oil, it would start to kind of gunk up. Well, when it did, it would hang up in those passages. And pretty soon, it's like an artery in your heart. It would close off the passage. And then you, you have bearing failure in the bottom of the, en bottom of the engine. So what we found, and I ran a Kia store, and what we found is people that religiously changed their oil every three to 5,000 miles, they didn't have an engine failure. But the people that stretched it out because they didn't, they were trying to be cheap or whatever it was, and they come in and the motor was knocking. Well, Kia stood behind it, and that was all good. But my point is, is that if there's a history on there that I can look at and I can see, it has more value. So it's been taken care of by a dealer, then I know it's been fully looked at. I'm My brain says I'm going to give you more money. So whatever you're spending there, you think, oh, my gosh, I'm paying $40 more for an oil change. Yeah, MBR because it's full synthetic instead of sticking some synthetic blend in there or whatever doesn't really belong in that motor now. Oil changes have gone up because now the manufacturers are going to full synthetic oil. And with that, oil changes length intervals are extended because it, the viscosity doesn't break down and then the motor doesn't have failure. But there's a lot of stuff to it. So it may be that you're paying more for an oil change, but you're 
your distance between them is less. So there's a, there are, is longer. So there's a lot of things that we uh, do that a, a, you know, side of the road mechanic will not do to your car. I am amazed at everything you said, because I had no idea that you were that, I know you were smart, well, but that, holy crap, you made some great points. Well, that's my business. <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> it, it, it really, it really, all of that made good sense to me. Well, because it does make, I sense. learned something. The problem <clears throat> is, is that we have a hard time communicating that to the customer Yeah, because, and what we really want, we want retention. And remember I said in the beginning, yeah, there's it's self-serving. I want you back as my customer. I want to sell you a car in two years or three years. Cause that's when most people trade their car. Or I want to sell your daughter a car. I mean, otherwise we can't maintain a good operating <laughs> profitable business. And, but I want to take care of our customers, you know, and we don't do it right all the time. And, and the problem we have, um, I got to re- we had a review. Um, oh, I'm going to talk about two of them. This is a really a good example. And I kind of spanked my service manager the other day and in a nice way. I mean, he, he made an error and people make errors and I get that. But we had a customer came in and, and left a review for us. And he said that we didn't change his air cabin filter uh, our cabin air filter. I said that backwards, but cabin air filter, you know, we charged him the money and we didn't change it. Well, we actually did where the mistake we made was as we, and we're doing it now, we stick them in a plastic bag and we give them to the customer because I don't want anybody saying we did something we didn't do. We smart. We do it. And yeah. well, it's just common sense, but you know, there's a lot of things, you know, I'm, we're into this now, this dealership 11, or excuse me, 13 months. And there's a lot of things that you don't know that you don't know. And they hit you in the forehead and then you make a policy change because that that what you assume is a good policy is already in place and it's not, but you can't think of everything. Now, regardless of how smart you think I am, Andy, but I you, do. you can't, you can't think of everything. So, but, but it turns out though, the guy that complained that said we didn't, we actually have his air filter sitting up as an example of a dirty air fly. I kid you not. It is, it is crazy, but we should have given it to him. So he knew what he got. So he says, Oh yeah, your guys are doing all this stuff. All right. Well, he was wrong, but, we did get one the other day, uh, an, a review, and and I don't blame the guy. And it was a it was a big, big, big error. And that and I'm saying it out loud. I, I'm being honest, and, and it's nothing. My service manager and I talked about it, and I'm not blaming him because I know he listened to this thing, and he'll think that I'm I'm throwing him under the bus. But um, he won't make this mistake again. But he, a customer said that he brought his car in, and the interval in his oil, between his oil change was like 15 months that's way too long because various things, you know, they recommend if you're not going to drive the car very much, you do it over a, you know, you should change your oil every year just because of condensation and moisture and all kinds of stuff and things that go on inside there. And, um, but he, he opened the guy's cap on his uh, top of the valve cover and the inside of the cap was milky and it's water in that. That's what it says. So, yeah. of course, he's assuming there is a bad head gasket. And he tells the guy, he says, your motor's probably shot. Well, the guy goes out of there. He's all mad. And he goes out of there and, you know, because the motor's five grand. And and then he goes to his buddy and his buddy goes, oh, that's not true. And he starts looking into it. And, you know, they change the oil and everything else. And it's not having a problem. So, in theory, that's a mis- And this isn't a mistake that just we make. These There, there are guys at Midas that make these mistakes. There's guys in the best uh, uh, shops on the planet that make mistakes because we're human, right. but, but he made an assumption and he made the assumption. He told me, he says, well, you know, history always told me that when the, the valve cover was kind of milky or, you know, that you had water in there and you probably had a bad head gasket. I said, well, you're probably not wrong. But I said, did we do the ch- steps 
to check it to ensure it was. There's a lot of pressure testing and you can do to make sure that you don't have that issue uh, in the motor. And he said, the answer was no. And I said, well, this is what you do in the future. You go to the customer and say, hey, this is alarming. You went a long time before changing oil. This is alarming. Do you want to spend the money to have us find out whether or not you have a real problem here? You put it in the customer's choice. <clears throat> the onus is on them instead of on us. And so the guy rightfully filleted, him, filleted us. Now, he called him back and he told him, hey, man, he fell on the sword. He said, I, I didn't look at it right. I didn't think about it right. And the guy was cool about it. But, you know, we do make mistakes. So I'm, am I airing my laundry? Yeah, I am. But the, the point is, we're not trying to do those kinds of things. Everybody does make errors along the way. Um, uh, I, we have a question from Rob in Columbia. <laughs> I know him. Yeah, I, I, that guy sucks. But uh, did that makes sense. What I just said. It yes, did. But bit of it. I, I wanted to ask about the uh, extended service plan when you buy a car. Is that something that's viable and that you should do, or is, does that depend on the kind of car you're buying? Um, I think it depends a lot on your financial situation <laughs> in particular. Um, but the one thing we don't have to do is a crystal ball because I can tell you in my life I've had quite a bit of money and I've had no money. And I didn't know two years previous that I wouldn't have money. So what the rule is, is that have you ever had your, your dishwasher or your washer or your refrigerator go bad when you were overflowing with money? No, no. never. No, it, it just doesn't happen. It's kind of like, why does your uh, smoke detector go off at night when you're sleeping and it yeah. starts chirping at you? You know, there are these rule, unwritten, these rules. And an extended warranty is about the same way. So, you know, you can look at it a couple of ways. I mean, if you have oodles of money and, and you're willing to take the risk, you're doing the gamble. Instead, when, if a motor is 5,000 bucks or a transmission is $5,000, an extended service contract costs you 2,500 or 3,000 that covers every component that's on your car, basically, other than the bumpers. Um, I, I'd say that's a fairly, and, and, and if you're making a payment and you're, it's costing you, you know, I don't know, $40, $45, $50 a month to have that kind of protection. I'd rather pay $50 a month than have to cough up five grand two years from now. It's a whole different ball game. Yeah. So the yeah. answer is, yeah. yeah. Always makes sense. Greg Hood, what's good under the hood? Mazda of Columbia, Rob Sanders, Fox Sports Radio. Me, my name is Andy. Please like, subscribe, and share the show. We're on YouTube. We're on all of the uh, the podcast places, all of them. including the iHeartRadio app for your app store. Thanks for watching and listening to What's Good Under the Hood. I'm going to get a coffee refill, and then we're back for another episode.